for joining us for today's HXGN News podcast. HXGN News is Hexagon's all-news portal, available at hxgnnews.com, that provides the latest information about Hexagon's global network of brands. In today's podcast, we look at cutting-edge forensic technologies offered by Leica Geosystems. Over the last decade, technology advances have had a significant impact on the work of crime scene investigators. Specifically, 3D laser scanning technology is enabling forensic scientists to capture accurate representations of crime scenes and then virtually reconstruct those scenes to help them better understand the environment and the events that took place. Michael Haig is supervisor of the Physical Identification Unit for the Albuquerque Police Department Metropolitan Crime Laboratory, as well as an independent forensic science consultant. An expert in firearms and ballistics, Haig has been involved in some very interesting cases where 3D laser scanning has proven to be a crucial tool. Mike, how long have you been using 3D laser scanning technology in your work? I was lucky enough to uh, be a part of the early movement. So about 2005 was when 3D laser scanners really made their first appearance in combination uh, with crime scene investigation, in particular shooting incident reconstruction. So since about 2005. You must use a lot of different technologies in your line of work. When and why do you typically use laser scanning? That's kind of a diverse question, and I don't think, and it's one of the exciting things about using it, is I don't think all uh, of the possible uses have been found yet. Uh, For me, um, I think the major benefit, uh, the major time that I go to it is when really that three-dimensional representation of particularly shooting incidents is what's critical in an investigation or in answering a question. Okay, and when you're using laser scanning, what are the primary considerations when you apply it to reconstruct a crime scene? Well, in the field, the placement of the scanner itself is one of the very first things that I begin to think about and sort of uh, fret over a little bit at the scene because if you put it in just the right place, you can capture so much without having to move it and then without having to register a new world later on. Sometimes you can't get around that, and sometimes you find something out in the course of a scan or set of scans that makes you realize you're going to have to do another scan anyway. But when I'm setting up the placement of the scan is one of the big things. But, of course, as I'm working through multiple worlds, trying to decide what I'm going to use to register them together later becomes of uh, next concern for me. Uh, So right off the bat, I'm starting to think about whether I'm going to use point cloud registration, whether I'm going to use targets to try and register. Um, And in the end, for me, mostly I do point cloud registration. Uh, So I'm thinking about what objects I want to really hit hard with the the high-resolution scans to make sure that I've got plenty to work with later on. For me, shooting incident reconstruction is absolutely uh, my primary focus. I mean, I have training in blood spatter and things like that, but I don't consider myself an expert to the degree that I do in shooting reconstruction. So the next thing that I'm really thinking about is, is this placement of the scanner, these number of scan worlds, going to get me the data I need to place a firearm within a shooting incident or within a scene? And obviously that's changed a lot over the last several years, too, as technology has advanced. Um, probably the number of scans and the, the amount of registration needed has changed along with the advance in technology. It has, but for me, the primary thing that goes along with that technology advance that's been wonderful is uh, how Leica has been able to move from a scanner that required AC power and a laptop hooked up to it to something that can run completely off batteries and doesn't need the laptop. So for those uh, two categories alone, scanning has become much, much easier than when we started in 2005. And it's collecting more data now, too, isn't it? Absolutely. 
Now, you were recently part of a group of experts who reconstructed and reviewed ballistics evidence from the 1963 assassination of President John F. Kennedy. This was for a NOVA documentary on PBS titled Cold Case JFK. Um, Tell me a little bit about that. It was a pretty exciting endeavor on multiple fronts. And, of course, 3D laser scanning was a significant part of that. Uh, Now, we used multiple types of technology to sort of refresh or reboot this investigation. Um, One of those ways was with Doppler radar. Some of it had to do with actual live firing with a gun exactly like the one that Oswald had and ammunition of the exact same type. But the 3D laser scanning of Dealey Plaza um, was sort of a historic event. Uh, Tony Grissom and I sat there for an entire day and used a PS20 and moved around Dealey Plaza and probably did about 15 to, to 16 different scan worlds, both within the Sixth Floor Museum as well as down in Dealey Plaza. And once uh, I was able to work with the completely registered data, then I really started to have not a historical impact to myself, but more of a scientific crime scene impact to myself in that I realized, wow, if I, if I want to look at uh, some new hypothesis or some new conspiracy theory about what happened, I don't have to go back to the scene. I just go to my computer and start clicking on points to look at distances and angles uh, and start to compare those distances and angles to what I know occurs ballistically having fired that gun and ammunition. Um, so it was uh, sort of an eye-opener, and, and I'd never really had a significant interest in the JFK assassination until a couple of years ago. Um, uh, since that time and with the new technology, it has become exciting because a lot of the conspiracy theories that people throw out there really haven't been tested with the physical parameters of the scene. They just kind of throw these ideas out there and hope that somebody will believe in them. Well, with the scan data, once you go in and start either putting yourself in a particular viewpoint or taking some of those measurements, it's pretty easy to begin to knock some of these down or see what is possible. Sure, it must be fascinating to work on that kind of a a case. And what kind of impact, the documentary, of course, is scheduled to air in November. What kind of impact do you think this documentary will have on the use of technology on crime scenes and in the courtroom? Well, I think that uh, it comes out on November 13th on Nova on PBS. And um, I think even without the show, amongst the crime scene investigator community, 3D laser scanning is well on its way to becoming a main staple. I mean, the number of scanners that are out there, the number of agencies that are operating them has just been increasing uh, every single year. So it's here to stay and become, like I said, a main staple. But I think after the documentary, I expect that judges, attorneys, Uh, The public sector uh, citizens will have seen some of what scanning can do, and because of that publicity, I think it will be more of uh, an expected presentation type in the courtroom. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Sure. For additional information on how 3D laser scanning technology can be used in crime scene investigation, visit psg.lyca-geosystems.us. The NOVA documentary Cold Case JFK is scheduled to air November 13th, 2013 at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on PBS. Thank you for joining us for today's HXGN News Podcast. You can visit the HXGN News Portal and subscribe via email at hxgnnews.com.